thank you for joining the change i am possible which is india's first future tech meets sustainability podcast and today i'm delighted and honored to have with me this emma chu who's the global director at wonderman thompson's in-house think tank wonderman thompson intelligence a futurism research and innovation unit they have also recently co-authored the new report titled into the metaverse which i believe is a must read and anybody who wants to know about uh, metaverse i think should dig into it because it's filled with insights to understand what metaverse is and how you can leverage the opportunity there there is so much hype am uh, around uh, metaverse and facebook recently has actually pivoted from being a social network company and they calling themselves a metaverse company and even rebranded themselves as meta so can we start by explaining what is the metaverse why there is so much hype and why do we actually need it so it's definitely something that we've been seeing over the past year it's a project that me and my team have been thinking about and it didn't necessarily start off with you know metaverse as we know it today it started with understanding how technology and gaming infrastructure has really accelerated during the pandemic and that's extending into virtual venues into a way where people can meet interact uh, buy sell create and it's becoming a space where people are increasingly spending their time so these virtual worlds as we understand it is you know what we we're, we're moving into what we're calling the metaverse um but i think there are stages of the metaverse uh, so i would say this is an initial stage of the metaverse where they are a series of virtual worlds um the next stage of where i think the metaverse will be heading is it becoming a series of interconnected virtual worlds so at the moment these virtual places where people go um say they're in games so it could be fortnite or roblox they're all separate they all exist as separate entities but perhaps in the future at some point they'll be interconnected so the same avatar that you create wherever you create it it can go between these different worlds and perhaps these virtual assets that you'd be buying from one world you can take it into another world so that's where i see the metaverse heading and ultimately where the metaverse would really go to is uh, extending beyond just the virtual space but having the virtual and physical worlds truly converge and come together we are discovering you know maybe another world of sorts a world with endless possibilities and these designers of today could reinvent or virtual reality itself you know the, the better worlds that we are building because I, i'm sure i mean there'll be rules which we live have to live by the same like we live in a physical world we've got rules there'll be certain rules over there but i think we will be for once maybe we'll be able to transcend you know go beyond the imagination because i guess the, the opportunities of what we are building is going to be humongous you rightfully pointed out that because of covid technology is accelerated and gaming has seen a a, a humongous growth of, of sorts the social media network where people used to all gather it is kind of changing there's a shift because there is a larger group of people now gathering on these gaming platforms 
you know the the socially gathering over there they are buying these digital assets they are trading them and and they're building a community of sorts so so you said i mean this is like the first layer of what we are building and there's going to be multi layers to it it's going to be interconnected so i'm excited for that future i mean wonderman thompson intelligence you've been doing a lot of research on emerging tech and future trends so what were the trends or insights that nudged you into metaverse why why metaverse as such yeah so i would say one of the key drivers of it would be what we call uh, new gaming frontiers so how gaming you know video games even that term now feels somewhat outdated um because gaming itself has really transcended from something as a hobby or entertainment to far more than that like we're able to go into games to meet people to socialize to be creative as you mentioned this sense of creativity that you can really um up level within games is something that people especially younger generation are really keen to explore and do more of so now we're seeing games have somewhat what we're calling like a multi-layered um gameplay so you're able to you know have the venture or have the the game that you you're actually engaging with but there's this element of curation of what you want your avatar to be wearing what them to look like the color there's this sort of very creative element of it and increasingly that element which was more of a sidebar before is uh, being dialed up and you know i have a 7 year old niece and when she plays the game full guys she actually spends a good 50% of that game looking at the outfits choosing that versus playing the actual game um so i think you know the way we're engaging with games is very different and to be honest i think the travis scott um uh, a shame what happened more recently but the the virtual um fortnite concert was a huge game changer where there were millions of people who were able to engage in this virtual uh live venue um and they were able to experience something at the same time and i think that made it huge for people thinking about events or conferences uh, or you know thought leadership summits or perhaps you know even our podcasts could be done within a gaming space so the way you're able to interact and in these 3d environments is creating a sense of what we're calling social presence so it feels like you're in that truly in that space like in real life um at the same time with other people and you know if you think about in a live uh, concert venue in the physical space you know they're able to hold maximum thousands of people whereas now we're thinking far larger so the idea of accessibility is also uh, something very attractive for a lot of uh, advertisers event organizers and marketers right yeah, yeah. there is there is so much opportunity you pointed out towards the travis scott uh, event which was held on fortnight and there was i think a couple of millions who were present the youth they are going towards the, there but for the 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 people who are a little old for them it, it's a little unfathomable because you know how can this shift happen because so far we've been so used to attending concerts physically now here's the opportunity that you can actually create virtual environments in virtual worlds and and the end user can be wearing these virtual outfits uh, 
interacting with different people from around the world you could you could be standing on the stage you could be flying and, and the limitations are almost that there's no limits of sort and you mentioned that gamification itself the, the game you, you cannot you cannot call these traditional gaming just gaming anymore because they are seeping in, in inside almost every different sectors you know there is this gamification of everything the traditional education industry is approaching you know a gamified uh, approach to educate there is the the work where training people they are looking at a gamified training approach and and there is a lot of retention you know when you do things like that w- would you like to talk a little bit about the use cases you mentioned that uh, your live events could be one of those use cases and then if you could just gamify like a whole lot of things to could you just a little simplify a bit for my audience on where are the low hanging fruits of this metaverse and what could be the uh, applications of uh, this yeah so something that we've been talking to quite a lot of our clients about is you know if more people are spending time in in these gaming spaces Therefore this is where all the eyeballs are. So if you're a marketer, if you're an advertiser, a brand, this is kind of where you want to have a sense of presence. Um so you know I would say Animal Crossing is another example of a game that really excelled during the pandemic and a lot of brands rather than creating their own version of Animal Crossing they participated so they created their own islands. They hired um a uh, Uh, island you know gaming designer to create a branded version of an island where people can go and visit it and it was a way to show that their brand is aware of you know gaming they can be part of it they can create something very creative and innovative um and also connect with that audience who's um already engaged in that space Roblox Fortnite you know these are Minecraft they there some other examples of games that are really working hard on brand partnerships um so that brands can actually create a world or have presence within these games without it seeming odd or forced because i think that is another area to really watch out for is when um brands are forcing themselves within a game and it just feels very odd and i think especially the younger generation are going to be very quick to point out and criticize that so another thing to really watch out is really strategize the game that you think is right for you the way you want to be present within the game um and ultimately what do you want to you know say or do uh with the audience that you're you're reaching out to because it's not good enough nowadays just to have a banner or have your brand logo on something it needs to be far more engaging than that so we have examples like um vans and hyundai they've created these um uh, branded worlds gaming worlds within roblox and i think that's quite interesting particularly for hyundai because they're a car company and they created this branded world within roblox and roblox is well known for having a very young audience so 67% of roblox players are under 16 they're not able to buy a car <laughs> um and i think really the premise of that for hyundai is to have a sense of brand connection with the younger generation so they're not trying to tap into that market the moment they get a driving license they want to have 
a connection with them much earlier. So it's thinking about things like this and strategizing in that way and really changing how you think about the brand, how you think about engagement and showing off their technology and capabilities. That's another thing that I think a lot of brands should be thinking about when they're kind of moving into this gaming space. Um, but, you know, I can go on about this forever. Um, but, you know, it also extends into retail and e-commerce. The way we visit a website, no longer is it going to be like this 2D, very flat website. It's far more immersive. It's going to have these sense of gaming capabilities where you're moving into a 3D store and environment where you're able to, like, um, spontaneously find something. And I think these are things that we're lacking at the moment. And a lot of technologists and companies are working really hard to um, uh, bring that to life. You mentioned that, you know, the brands need to relook at, you know, not just connecting with uh, the audience, but engaging it in a much deeper way uh, where there is a deeper uh, connection or bond of sorts where you are not just looking at monetizing, you know, uh, at the go, but, you know, creating a connection where you know that maybe these young people will be your end users in the long run. Now, so far, all our traditional, you know, brand engagement has been, you know, extremely passive of sorts, you know, it's been the print, it's the radio, television commercials, uh, you know, and now we have the digital medium, but the digital, which is somewhat interactive, but it's still kind of passive, you know, and then we are getting into the augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality world, where some of the largest companies in the world are working on building a headset like this, uh, which could come in another few years, which will converge from your mobile and a computer into one single wearable head device. And you mentioned also that we will not be uh, engaging with just these websites, 2D websites. We'll be engaging with the 3D world you know, because the metaverse will be 2D and 3D and, and it'll be like a amalgamation of all of these technologies, AI, IoT, blockchain, XR. And that, that's that's where the, the metaverse will be born. Now, it all sounds exciting for the young and the ones who want to explore, but the ones that there are obviously these traditional legacy brands who don't want to move because they're so comfortable with, or, or, you know, the, the way they've been functioning. What happens to them? How deeply do you think they are going to get impact? And does this mean that this, the world, it has more opportunity for small agile companies rather than those big uh, 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 companies? Yeah, really good question, Eddie. I would say, you know, the internet has been a huge game changer um, for companies. If you think about it, Google, Amazon, they were born in the mid nineties um, and look at the size of the company that they are now and how reliant a lot of people are on them. You know, I would say in the 90s, we were asking, you know, what is the Internet? And a lot of companies, particularly luxury brands, were very rejecting uh, the idea of having a website. And look at where we are now in 2020s. You know, it's, it's almost crazy if you don't have a sort of digital presence. Um, so I would say by not participating in the metaverse or not um engaging with it would be quite similar to not engaging with the internet in the 90s. Um, so I think it's almost a miss for brands not to do that. But today we're at a point where a lot of companies already have um, a digital presence. 
And this is something that when we ran our survey with a lot of consumers, they think that brands need to have a digital um, presence in order to be successful in the future. And in fact, we have 62% say they have a deeper connection with brands and deeper relationship with brands that have a strong digital presence. So not only by having a sort of um, digital presence, are you able to kind of extend your reach to more people, but you're also creating a stronger relationship with them that deepens this connection. And brand loyalty is something that we, we've been like really grappling with because especially uh, the younger generation is like, they want one thing one moment and then they switch and they want something else and suddenly TikTok takes over and you're like, where did this come from? Um, so it's kind of like getting ahead and understanding what these trends are within the digital space and how to connect with the younger audience because very much like, you know, why are we talking so much about the younger audience? Because they're at the moment the ones dictating a lot of the trends. Right, right. Would you like to talk about your recent report uh, into the metaverse and would you like to share updates or any insights, you know, which can be leveraged by the brands? Essentially, it's a compact report where we wanted to get ahead and really unpack and understand the nuances of what the metaverse is. So we're able to answer that question because I think, you know, over the last, particularly during the summer, a lot of news outlets were saying, were asking the question, what is a metaverse? Are we there yet? What does it mean? What's NFTs? Crypto people are getting into it. Gaming is, you know, already experiencing it, um, you know, and brands are kind of like dipping their toes into, into this space. But what does it truly mean? So we wanted to be the agency who gets ahead and takes a deep dive into the metaverse, have a very strong perspective and point of view on what this new paradigm means for brands. And um, attached to that, we interviewed 15 plus experts around uh, the world in different metaverse spaces. And we asked them what the metaverse means for them. And from this information, we actually have a chart in there which dissects what the metaverse is. So there's lots of elements that make up the met metaverse. Um, and also have our own um, key takeaways of, you know, what this means for brands. So there's five key takeaways at the very end, which unpacks different elements of the metaverse, what to remember and how to be part of it. So it's really like an instructional um, study for brands to look at, engage with, see different aspects that they can be part of. So, you know, different areas that we talk about include virtual possessions, which I think is going to be really big. You know, gamevertising, as we talked about, you know, gaming, the gaming industry is bigger than the movie and music business combined. So it's crazy for brands to ignore gaming. Um, and then we also have a space where we talk about the workforce. How is the metaverse changing the way uh, employees and companies are operating when they're working remotely and how it probably will help decentralize, you know, headquarters and make people feel more connected uh, and work better on projects together. So these are a few areas that we explore. And one other thing just to note is that we ran um, a consumer survey, a bespoke consumer survey, really testing and understanding where people are at with technology. Um, and that survey was conducted in the US, UK and China. So we get a good sense of where people feel about technology. Um, and interestingly enough, I think people are very positive about tech. 88% of consumers say they feel very positive about technology. And a lot of people think that, 
you know, tech can actually help create a more sustainable and equitable future? I would double that because I think tech is great. It's the humans, you know, the choice that they do. I mean, how they choose to use tech can uh, go go in, in a wrong direction. I will surely link the Into the Metaverse uh, report uh, onto the website. NFTs. Would you like to talk a little bit about that and explain that? Because it's it gets a little overwhelming for, you know, the people who don't understand about this. Um, so NFTs, non-fundable tokens, is something that really came to light when Christie sold an artwork for millions. And that really set the tone for how much a digital asset is worth, uh, a unique digital asset is worth. And as a result of that, it's created a whole new marketplace. It's definitely a game changer when it comes to digital possessions, um, as we're going to see more and more of that. How can you have digital possessions that you know is going to be unique to you? And when we think about digital possessions, I always remind people it's not just about fashion. It's, you know, Ferrari, Tesla, you know, the auto industry have been uh, creating digital um, assets. You also have um, homes, you know, digital homes that's being sold as well. So the scale of what you could be creating uh, as digital possession that people could be buying is pretty vast. Um, and Beeple, um, you know, the artist, his artwork prior to, you know, the sale that he had um, that it was that was in the millions um, was just sold for like a hundred bucks, you know, prior to this. So it is a really rich space for artists and creatives. And this is something that you talked about earlier, how the metaverse can be really rich for creativity. Now, when the internet was designed by Sir uh, Tim Berners-Lee, it was supposed to be a decentralized uh, platform. But then eventually it became these wall gardens hidden behind paywalls and things like that. Since you have done a, a lot of research in this, what's your insight or foresight into this? You know, uh, where do you think the metaverse is going? Is it going to be a centralized one metaverse or it's going to be a decentralized uh, platform which is open uh, for all? Yes. So I think there's a lot of um, larger companies who want to create a very centralized and uh, dominate the metaverse. You know, I always look at where people are at. I look at people's attitudes and insights and how they're engaging with um, society and changing culture. Um, what we're seeing is that actually people are not allowing that to happen. Um, people, you know, as much as they are attached or loyal to certain brands, when it comes to their digital space, they don't want it to be owned by one company. It's impossible for the metaverse ultimately to be owned by one company or have a few key dominating companies. There is going to be a scale as such, but ultimately it's going to be the people who own the metaverse because if no one's engaging in it, the metaverse won't exist. And increasingly people want, and again, I, I refer back to gaming. People want games that they're not, they don't have to buy a specific console to play that game. They want to be able to play that game, yes, on the console, but also on their laptops, on their PCs, on their phones. They want to be able to play these games across different platforms. So already the way these gaming companies are thinking about how they want to distribute, you know, these virtual worlds, um, it needs to be across all these different platforms. And, you know, the ideal would be to create a decentralized metaverse, 
Um, and it's very key now because, you know, the metaverse as we know it is in its infancy. And this is a key time to be shaping the metaverse and participating in what that future of the metaverse could look like. That's kind of the ideal of the metaverse, but we shall see. So I'll be tracking this. <laughs> I, I hope that we create a metaverse which is decentralized, more open, more opportunity for everyone, you know, like an equitable future of sorts, because today the world is so divided and and is so unequal. There's 1% of the entire global population owns 99% of the entire wealth. And and I think that there's there's so much wrongs in the world. You know, we, we create these big companies and the big companies it it solves one problem, then it creates another problem. We, we're not looking at creating sustainable, equitable, circular economies. You know, I think we need to relook at everything, uh, all the wrongs that we have done. And for the first time, because we've got the tools, technology is giving us the opportunity to correct the wrongs. So I hope that the future of the, the metaverse is, I mean, what we're building is equitable for all. Thank you, Emma, for sharing, sharing time, being part of the podcast. You have been really vested in futurism and catching all these trends. You've also done the Future 100 report. So would you like to leave us with uh, like maybe some foresights or trends about what you see is something which India or Indians should uh, look out for? Yeah, so I think there's a lot. Um, and I guess it's no surprise when I talk about, you know, sustainability and needing to create a sustainable future is something that's increasingly important, um, not just for India, but for the world. Um, and it's an issue that more and more people are uh, enforcing. But we're moving on from sustainability now. And we're starting to talk about regeneration. So we see that, you know, being sustainable is kind of doing less bad, um, but really being regenerative is actually giving a lot more back to nature, to the earth. um, And ultimately that health of the planet will um, boost the health of us. So for example, you know, more recently in the news where um, there was a lot of fireworks and it created a lot of um, smog and pollution in India. Uh, I think it was in Delhi. And, you know, when you see stuff like that, it's not to say, let's not celebrate. Of course, we want to celebrate, um, but let's find more sustainable ways of celebrating in a future that won't pollute our air that we're all breathing and our children are breathing in. Um, So it's kind of being mindful and thinking about things like that. And how can we give back to the planet? And how can we create brands that are regenerative or companies that are regenerative um, to really have a... A prosperous future that you know our younger generation will look forward to growing up in and want to bring children into the world so we're starting to hear more and more um, Gen Zers already making the decision to not have children because they feel like the world that they'll bring their children into is not that desirable so it's quite sad when you think of you know the younger generation already thinking like this um, that they're quite anxious and worried about the future Um, So it's kind of working towards creating a future that we want to live in. Um, And in order to do that, it's making sure we're living in a sustainable and regenerative future. So that's one area. Um, Another, I would say, is, you know, 
India particularly has been having a very hard time with uh, the pandemic and COVID. Um, and it's slowly coming out to that. There's a lot of disparity between the rich and the poor. Um, but I think that's we're experiencing that globally too. Um, and now moving into 2022, one thing that we're seeing a little bit more of is this sense, this sense of strength being paired with joy and happiness. Um, and wanting to remind ourselves, you know, being happy and being joyful is something that's very human after all. Um, but I felt like in the last year and a half, two years, we've been suppressing that because of the pandemic. It feels a bit, you know, tone deaf to um, be too happy. But increasingly, brands are trying to tap into that emotion and try to bring this sense of joy to people. So how can you pass on this sense of something that's very human uh, to people around you and extend it to the societies. So there are two things that we're talking about um, within the report for next year. And just one last thing is um, what we're calling the, the, well, actually someone else have been calling it the great reassessment. So during, I think, you know, we, the pandemic has pushed a lot of people into recession and the recession meant people lost a lot of jobs, not of their choice. Then in 2021, people had time to really reevaluate and rethink. In the next year, upcoming year, people are going to start thinking about what, what's important uh, in their life. So it may not necessarily be, you know, a job that pays well. It could be a job that, you know, uh, pays well, but also has the same values that they have. So aligning their values um, and really pushing companies to do better. Uh, so that's definitely something we're seeing a lot more of. And this is going to be trickling to other sectors, too. So there are a few things that I would say is specific to India, but also the world. I think we're going through a global experience at the moment. Right. I, I think so profound. I think we're going to a global experience of sorts. And I think we are all in it together. We need to own up to our mistakes. You rightfully pointed out that Diwali and I mean, recently because of Diwali, I mean, the the air was filled with smog and we need to relook at how we celebrate. You know, we need to look at, you need to understand that everything is causal and we need to correct the wrongs. And, and if we do that, I think we'll create a, a better plan it and you also said that i think life is about having fun it's about enjoying and we've somehow missed that because i think everybody is running blindly towards the greens or the money but i i think what is the use of a lot of money if it does not give you inner peace i think we need to ask those deeper questions where we want the where where we want a future to be heading do we want a world where we are constantly consuming we are not conserving and creating a, a, a world which is dying or create a world which is eco sustainable for all and equitable for all i think you know the, the, these are deeper questions we all need to ask and maybe try and correct uh, those those wrongs because I think for the first time you've got the opportunity to do that. So Emma, it was a pleasure and delight to be talking to you. Thank you for sharing your insights with us. We wish you the very best, you and your team. And to my listeners, if you like what you and here, then please press the subscribe button. And until next time, see you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate this. Thank you so much, Eddie. That was so fun.